0: Hello and welcome to Bethel Lutheran Church in Templeton's Simply the Sermon. This is Pastor Russ Gordon, Interim Pastor of Bethel Lutheran Church, and so glad you could join us. It is the fifth Sunday after Epiphany, February the 5th, 2023. First, a few announcements before we begin the message for today. And uh, we have our worship team meeting uh, this coming Tuesday at 10 o'clock at the church. So if you're a part of the worship team, please join us for that. If you haven't uh, tuned into the adult Bible study on Wednesday morning, if you haven't come, you got to think about that. It's really wonderful. Uh, intern Monica does a great job, 11 o'clock uh, in the fellowship hall. And circle the 19th of February for the Kingsman Pancake Breakfast right after church on Sunday. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be really, really special. And then Lent begins uh, February 22nd, Ash Wednesday, uh, with a noon service at Bethel Lutheran Church and then a 7 p.m. service at Hope Lutheran Church in Atascadero. This year, we are combining our uh, Lenten experiences with Hope Lutheran Church. So that means the midweek Wednesday services, so one sometimes will be at Hope, sometimes will be at Bethel. So keep an eye on the uh, newsletter and Sunday bulletins and uh, these announcements uh, for further information. We hope you can join us for all of that. We had some uh, sad news uh, for us at least uh, to to share, and that is that Julie Hobart, our director of music for a long time, uh, decided to retire, and so she will be with us for two more weeks. The nineteenth will be here last. Sunday with us. So we are very sad about that. She's just been such a wonderful gift to the congregation, not just musically, but just as a person. She's just terrific, and she she's done so much for us, uplifts um, us every Sunday, and is just a, a great person, a great staff person to work with. So if you have any connections with someone who might be interested in that position, we are beginning to look. So a director of music position at Bethel Lutheran Church. All right, let's... Uh, If you have your Bibles, let's turn to the Gospel reading for today, and that's from Matthew chapter 5, beginning at verse 13. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace be with you and your family. Jeannie and I are avid watchers of a popular TV cooking show featuring chefs from all over the U.S. competing for the title Top Chef. Maybe you've seen this show. I'm sure you have. It is amazing what they can put together. Exquisite appetizers, mouth-watering main courses, tantalizing desserts, usually within a 30 or 45-minute deadline. Just watching them cut up an onion can be a thrill. Well, it's my wife at home, Jeannie, cooks most of the time 99% of the time actually and I every once in a while try my hand at cooking and when I do I am a meticulous follower of the recipe if the recipe calls for one cup of flour you'd better believe I will use one cup no more no less but there is a line in many recipes that causes me great frustration even consternation because I know this one ingredient can make or break any dish that line salt to taste. How much is that? One person's lightly salted may be another person's brine. Well, today we hear Jesus' call, you are the salt of the earth. He didn't say he is the salt of the earth, right? He said you and I are the salt of the earth. In sharing the good news of the gospel by acts of love, we are seasoning the world with the very presence of God. You and I could just be the very means by which the world may indeed taste and see that the Lord is good. Jesus is challenging us to add season and spice to our Christian life, and we are to do so with all the discrimination of a great gourmet chef. In following the recipe of the Christian faith, we too need to be careful when we get to that line, salt to taste. What does Jesus say is the biggest danger? He says to be under-salty bland. Don't worry, I haven't met any tasteless people here at Bethel Lutheran Church. (laughs) As you likely know, salt was a very precious commodity in Jesus' day. It was highly valued. Roman soldiers of that time were paid in salt. Thus, from the Latin, we get the word salarium or salary, and that derives from that word salt. And salt was used like money in the buying and selling of goods To preserve food and give food a more pleasing taste, as we all know, newborn babies back in the day, way back when, were rubbed in salt for medicinal purposes. Covenants of friendship were sealed by the taking of salt together. And because salt was so valuable, and for quick profit, some unscrupulous merchants would adulterate salt, thus making it tasteless. What the hapless buyer ended up with was nothing more than the residuum of the salt making process. So even though salt really can't lose its flavor, in the time of Jesus it was possible for salt to be diluted and made weak. Now how do you think we might allow ourselves to be diluted? How might we be making our faith bland and uninteresting? Remember that classic story out of Africa? Author and Baroness Isaac Dennison of Denmark lived for years on a lovely farm in the highlands of Nairobi, Kenya. She tells about a young Kikuyu boy named Kitau, who became her house servant. After three months, she wrote, he asked me one day to give him a letter of recommendation to my old friend Sheikh Ali Ben Salim. I did not want Kitau to leave just when he had learned the routine of the house, and I said to him I would raise his pay. Oh no, he said, he was not leaving to get higher pay, but that he had made up his mind that he would either become a Christian or a Muslim. Only he did not know which yet. For this reason he had come and worked for me for three months in my house, writes the Baroness, to observe the ways and habits of the Christians. From me he would go for three months to Sheikh Ali in Mabasa and study the ways and habits of the Mohammedans. Then he would decide. My heavens! exclaimed the Baroness to Katao, as she contemplated all of her obvious imperfections. Why didn't you tell me? Now, that's a rather daunting thought, isn't it? What might a person tell about the Christian faith from our lifestyle and behavior? Would that person conclude, after living three months in my home, that the Christian life is worth pursuing? Sometimes we are not exactly at our best, even at home. Patience with our children can be lacking. Sharp, cutting words can fly so freely, even between loved ones. Teens bitter and resentful of their parents. I wouldn't want to reveal to you how what I profess with my lips on Sunday may not be what materializes on Mondays. What kind of salt are you? Jesus asks. If you are tasteless, how are people going to know what good things the Lord can do for them? What kind of light are you? asked Jesus. Do you try to hide your light so that others would have to guess that God is present in your house? If our light isn't shining like it used to or ought to be, If the salt has lost its flavor in our lives, then it may be time to examine ourselves and ask God to take over the cooking. Now, there is a second danger in this recipe of the Christian faith, right? Sometimes we can be too salty. Some Christians believe that being people of faith means cornering and confronting others. One of my favorite peanut stories is when Lucy comes up to Charlie Brown and declares, Charlie Brown, I'm the world's greatest evangelist. Charlie Brown answers, Well, how do you convince people that what you have to say is right? Lucy responds, Well, that's easy. I just hit them over the head with my Bible. Well, yes, all too often, Christian salt has been used with such a heavy hand that it has become an irritant in the wounds of others rather than a healing balm. The Crusades inflicted great pain. The Inquisition, the Christian faith promulgated at the point of a sword. Indigenous people in North, both North and South America, viewed as savages, stripped of their proud heritage, their land, and their lives. Our past enslavement of blacks and our continuing ways that we caused them to live with a lack of opportunity or in fear. We have learned much from these tragedies. But apparently we still have a ways to go. Just ask the people of Memphis. As Christians, we are called to see that the true message of Jesus is born on the wings of love and in genuine interest of others, and not through overzealousness combined with unquestioning self-righteousness. Too much salt can ruin a good recipe. When Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, he didn't mean you as individuals. The word in Greek is plural. It's you (laughs) all, y'all. <laughs> in other words, what we do isn't an individual enterprise. We are in this gospel thing together. Lord knows I need all the help I can get to be the right amount of salt and light. You know, when Pastor Amy asked me to consider coming back as interim at Bethel again, the main reason I said yes is, well, because you are all just the right amount of salt and light. A few of the other churches I've served over the years, well, let's just say that they need to add a little spice to the recipe. But for you, you are just genuine, loving, real people. I really enjoy being with you. What a healthy balance of spiritual growth opportunities and inspirational music from Julie and a heart for those less fortunate and a great fellowship, not to mention the barbecue that Bob puts on, a great tri-trip that he cooks for us, and I'm looking forward to the pancake breakfast coming up, you have a lot of fun things planned too. I mean, turn to our first reading from Isaiah 58 for a second in your Bibles. Verse 1 says, shout out, do not hold back, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Well, Isaiah must not be a Lutheran because we don't tend to toot our own horns. And then jumping to verse 6, Is this not the fast that I choose? This is what I really want from you, my people, says God, to loose the bonds of injustice, undo the thongs of the yoke, let the oppressed go free. And then he goes on, share the bread with the hungry, take care of the poor, be real with everyone. And then jumping to verse 8, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. I'm thinking about the really impressive Bible study on Wednesdays, not hitting anybody over the head if they are unfamiliar with Bible stuff. The help that you here at Bethel give to ECHO, the El Camino Homeless Organization, and Iglesia Luterana and Santa Maria and their terrific ministry. The 60 school kits you assembled last year, the 49 personal care kits, not to mention the 55 quilts you made, shipping them off to Lutheran World Relief Sites, and how you care for each other like for the family of Elaine Segerson, as we did yesterday in saying goodbye to her and sharing it in a really nice memorial service. Then there's the $17,000 that you will give this year to our National Ministry of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America to train outstanding pastors like Monica to be one of the first on the ground in times of natural tragedies through Lutheran disaster relief, sending missionaries throughout the world to aid farmers to dig fresh wells for water, Uh, to provide medical care. Your light is breaking forth like the dawn. I hope you know that you are not bland, and you are not blinding with too much light. You are certainly not over-salty. Anybody else getting hungry here? (laughs) Maybe we had to open up a Bethel restaurant. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being tasteful people, for seasoning the world with the very goodness of God, and for letting your light so shine before others that they are seeing your good works and joining you in glorifying your Father in heaven. Amen.